Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Daf Yomishur. Today's Yomishur is Daf Tet. We'll begin on Daf Chet Amun Bet at the first Mishnah. Okay? Today's Daf is available. Anyone who would like to get the Zerudah sponsoring this Daf, please <coughs> please text me at 718-213-3681. We'll be able to give you the Zerud of this Daf plus a few more and all the learning that goes with it. The Gemara is now going to talk, once we're talking about the differences between two similar things, we're going to talk about things that are really not relevant at all to Megillah in the next few Mishnayot. And we have a bunch of Mishnayot coming up, all about uh, various similar things to each other. So the two things we're talking about similar now are a Mitzorah, Mitzorah, somebody who gets Tzalat. Okay? So, um, when a guy gets tzarat, the the general way it works is a person. Let's there's different types of tzarat. There's tzarat on a body, tzarat on a house, all different types of tzarat. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get tzarat on your body, often you show it to the kohen, and he will um, shave it, shave around it to see if it's getting bigger or smaller or whether it gets a different uh, sign in the middle of it that could turn it into a Tameh one. So they, they call the guy, as while they're waiting to see, we call it Tameh Muskar, locked up. And then when, he's, when, it, when it does expand, if it does expand, then he's Tameh Mukhlat, completely Tameh. So we're going to contrast the differences between Tameh Muskar and Mukhlat, okay? So says the Gemara, Mishnah. And the Mitzvah Muskar, there's no difference between a locked up Mitzvah, the Mitzvah Muskar to one who's just com- completely Tameh, because the guy who's completely Tameh has to cover his head and he has to wear his uh, clothes in a, in a farum way, okay? Which means that he has to wear it over his head. Right. And and the other one doesn't. And ben tahor tahor If a guy gets tahor, right, a guy was a mitzvah and he gets tahor, so whether you got tahorified from being locked up, or whether you got tahorified from being completely, completely mitzvah, now there's no difference. Ela teglahat utziponaim. The difference is that if you're completely tahor, completely tameh, and you got tahor, you have to also shave all your hair. And you don't have to do that if you were muskar. And you have to uh, bring tzipurim, which means tzipurim, which is birds, as a korban, and you don't have to do that if you were from muskar. Okay. Says the Gemara, ha inyan shiduach, but when it comes to sending away the, send, going out of the, out of the camp, not being part of there's a rule that you have to send Mitzorah out of... Yeah, yeah isolate himself. Yes, isolate out of the Machaf, right? To, to, to see what's going on, right? Or if you're completely, then you isolate until you get better. What's better? Right. If you're, if you're a seven-day one, do a seven-day one. Or, but it comes out that they both have to leave the camp. Because we said the only difference is Priya uh, Prima, the, 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 the not cutting the hair and the way you're wearing clothes. But... It's not, it's not, it sounds like those are the only two differences. It's not, but, but, but they both have to be sent out. Zev, Zev, Shavim. So it says, Mina, Hani, Mili. How do we know 
Okay, that, that, so that's one thing, right? Good. Now we're going to see another thing. How do we know that... Um, the muskar and the muchlat are the same. No, no, but how do we know that the muskar is not chayav to do the hair? Right, we said one of the things is the hair. How do we know the muskar is not chayav to do the hair? So it says the Gemara. Well, no, we're talking about the guy who's locked up. We said the locked up guy, the two things he doesn't have to do, the hair and the clothes, right? Well, let's know how do we know, where do we get that from? Okay. So says the Gemara. The Tani of Shmuel by Yitzhak Kameh of Huna. It says, With Taharoh HaKohen, the Kohen Lug Tahor, Misafahati, it's a clean one, Vechibes Vigdavatet, and he washes the clothes and he's, and he's clean. Which sounds like, Tahor, Tahor Mefriyav Vimad Mikira. It sounds like, He's tahor from whatever he had to do beforehand. Meaning, even from the beginning, you don't have to do tahor, you're tahor from that. It says, Because uh, so the the proof was like this, being that it says v'taher v'tiharot it should be v'yita. It's a, it should it, here it says and you wash your clothes <clears throat> and you're clean. You are clean. It should say you get clean. Yitaher means you get clean. It says v'taher and you are clean. Indicative that you were always clean. And that means that you don't have to do the... That means that the muskar doesn't have to do the clothes thing. Right? Okay? The muskar is the less one. one. The less one doesn't have to do what you see. That's, that was the proof of of Shmuel by Yitzchak. Amar le Rav, so Rav says to him, if so, if you want... Then, if you want to say v'taher, means you're ready to hoar. Gabi Zav, when it comes to a Zav, that we spoke about the man who gets the stuff coming out of him yesterday, right? It says that he washes his clothes. And he is clean. You're going to say he was always clean? Azav also, you want to say he was always clean? Right? We said that, oh, by the, by the Mutsura, it says that means you're always clean. So you didn't, you didn't become clean. But it says the same word by Zav, and Zav we know was Tameh. Right? Right, but we know you're Tameh when you're, when you're Zav. And therefore, and yet it says Vitaher. So don't give me those words. Rather, by a zav, since the zav is able to make a, a utensil tameh by moving it, even without touching it, so we'll say vitaher means that now you become newly patur from that 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 tum, that making tumah. So here too, right? Right, the Hadachazi, even though he sees again, he still doesn't mitameh retroactive. We're going to say that by Zav. Tahakalami, tahor hashdim mitameh bebiyal mafreya. When we're saying vitaher, means that you don't make it retroactively tameh, which means let's say you, the guy 
Again, we, we, we check to see if it's getting bigger, right? So we, we lock up. If this guy goes into a house, and then later it gets bigger, we don't say, oh, well, you were in the house yesterday, and the house got tamerified because we saw it got bigger. No, we don't do it retroactively. And that's what Vitaher means. And if so, you don't have any more proof anymore that the, the guy who's locked up doesn't have to do his hair and his clothes because the same Vitaher we're going to use for that. And since using for that, we don't have it available. Are you with me? Again, there's word vitaher. We wanted, we wanted to claim the word vitaher means you're already clean. That means that you never have to do your hair and your clothes. Yeah. And that's how we know that this guy who's locked up doesn't, do hair, doesn't have to do hair and clothes, just like the guy who's fully has to do the hair and clothes. This guy doesn't have to. Why? Because there's vitaher. Mm-hmm. Why says, well, it's the same thing by Zav. Oh, okay. okay. And by Zav, it, all it means is that if he moved the keli, he's not tamer backwards. If he moved the keli afterwards... We don't say he used to marry retroactively. Here too, we'll say that when he walked into a house, it's not time retroactively, but it doesn't mean anything but clothes. And therefore we're back to this drawing board. What's the source that a guy who's locked up doesn't have to wear the clothes and grow his hair long? Okay. Good. Okay. It says, It says, The guy who has sadat, who has the, the, the nega, who has the sadat, only a guy whose sarat is on his body. Can't be. That's excluding, because the pasuk that talks about growing the hair talks about ashed bohanaga. That on him is the nega. Nega is the, is the sarat. So we're saying that this, this rule. Of a guy that the guy has to let his hair grow and the hair go long and that the, the wear the clothes like that, this rule is only for something that that uh, that it's about it's, uh, the nega. We have to wait till it gets better, but when it comes to a guy who's it's about how many days he's locked up, seven days or not. So since this, since it says it's not, it's not about him, I should boha naga. It's about the days. Then that's why he's patur from this this uh, requirement of. Growing there, okay. That's the that's the proof that we rubber wants to bring. I should bohanaga, okay. It's about the ne- about the neck and not about the guy, not about the time. So that usually so that start usually start doesn't start from the hand. It starts like it could be anywhere in the body. Oh, but it doesn't start like starts in the house and then it starts. No, oh, right. It sounds like that from Rashi, but yeah. I don't know if it always was like that or or, or just necessarily. Maybe if a guy doesn't own a house, doesn't have to start in your house. Right, I don't know what happens. Let's see if a guy who's uh, in 19 has his own house. He's got to start with him, right? I was close, baby. Okay. If so, I'll show you. Call you, Meashed, Hanega, Bogi, Tama. It says all the days that the Negos in him, he gets Tameh. Mish said, I thought to a big four. If you're saying the word Bo has to be that it's about your, that you're a Mukhlat. Then Misha said, "Told to go before who the town shluch. Only someone who's about his body has to be go out." Misha answered, "Told to go before, but it's not about his body." Anton shluch. This pasuk is talking about having to leave the camp, right? And it says the word bo. So according to what you're saying, anytime the word says the word bo, it has to be referring to the full guy, not the locked up guy. So if so, then the locked up guy doesn't have to go out of the camp because it says the word bo by him also, right? Vechite machen. Maybe say you're right. Maybe say you're right. He doesn't have to go out. Vaktanim we've seen the Mishnah and the Mishnah was going to mukhlat. The only difference you said in the Mishnah between the locked up guy and the non locked up guy is whether is the clothes and the hair. But it has to go out, so it sounds like he does have to go out of the whole thing, even though it says bo. 
How the Anishinuch Lutomer Bebiya, but as regards sending the guy out of the city and making things Tamer when he enters the house of them, they're both equal. So you see that in Mitzvah, even though he's only locked up, could still has to leave the whole camp, even though it says the word Bo. So this knocks out your whole Bo business. You're telling me every time it says the word Bo, it's referring to only Bo, mean in him. It's referring to only the fully guy and not the locked up guy. Look, I'll show you the word Bo when it comes to going into houses. And we know that applies. For both. Amalet, so he said back to him. It says, Yimeh kol Yimeh. It could have said the word, Yimeh asher negabo. Since it says kol Yimeh, includes both guys. You're right. The word bo would only be the locked up, the, the full guy, not the locked up guy. But since it says kol, Call means is including, we put the we put the locked up guy in also. But if it says only bo, it means only the locked up guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So think about If so, if you're saying it's including call you may is including everything, so why don't we include him that he has to uh, he has to shave his hair when it gets clean? Or he has to bring the bring the the, the tzipurim. Why don't we do that? We said the only difference is If so, we should say that also the guy who who was locked up should have to shave his hair and bring the bring bring the things too. I said no. I'm gonna buy. I'm a cup. Pesuk says, "V'yasakuim It says the kohen leaves the, leaves the, the camp, and he got tahor. Nirpa got cured. They got sadat. Misha said to the Yabi Rufua, only when the guy is about Rufua. Again, since it says the word Virafe, when it talks about the birds, it says when he gets cured, he does it. And when he gets cured, he shaves. Now, the full guy, he can only get back when he gets cured. Okay? The locked up guy, it's dependent on how many days he's there, right? So therefore, since it's about the days, so therefore, this pasuk, which talks about the cure, can't be referring to him. And that's how we know he doesn't get, have to do the shaving and the, um, the birds. Okay. New Mishnah. En ben sefarim. There's no difference between a sefer and tefillin mezuzot, el ashlim lechvim b'chol ashon. But a sefer can be written in any languages. Utvim mezuzot en lechvim el ashrit. But tefillin mezuzot can only be written in Hebrew. Bishimon ben Gamliel Omer, Avsim no lechvim b'chol ashon elivanit. Kodesh Ashbag says, when you are writing other seferim, they have to be written in either Hebrew or Greek, but no other language. That's Ashbag. Okay? What? Why Greek? Why Greek, yeah. Okay, the Gemara we'll talk about. It sounds like from the Mishnah, regarding the law that you have to sew them together with veins, not veins, sinews of a of an animal. That's a one law about tefillin mizot, and to make your hands tamei when you touch them. Sounds like they're both equal. We said, Sifarim Nechtim Bechol Ashon. Sifarim could be written in any language. Viraminhi, how can you say that Sifarim could be written in any language? 
we say in the Brayta, Mikra, if you have a pasuk, which you wrote in Aramaic, or Targum, if you have words that are supposed to be in Aramaic, that you wrote it in, in Hebrew, Uchtav Ivri, or if you written the script called Ivri script, all those three things, they don't make your hands tameh. So it sounds like they're not holy. Unless it's written in, in the Ashurit script, which is the script that we have nowadays, Allah Sefer, on parchment, with ink. So you see that when it's a different language, there is no holiness. So why are you saying that Sifanim can be written in any language, but you see that there's no holiness when you write them in another language? So says says the Gemara. You with me? Right, we had one... Right, so you see, so don't tell me that it's, it's fine to, to do it. Mara says, I'm a rabbi, look, Kasha. We're now on Tetam Rav. Kan bigufoshelanu. What, in the Mishnah, when we said, when you wrote it in another language, we're referring, and we said it's still kosher, that's if you wrote it in another language, but you wrote it with Hebrew letters, which means that if you want to write, and it was in the days of Ahasuerus, you'll write, and it was, Aleph Nun Dalid, it, Aleph, you, you know, Aleph Taf, you know what I'm saying? You're writing English in Hebrew letters. That's when it has holiness, right? Khan, when we said that there's that there's no holy there's no holiness, that's if you write in English, A N D, I T. That's when there's no holiness. That's how the Gemara wants to answer the question, right? So it's not a contradiction because the two things are true. Yes, there is holiness in other languages, like Amishta. The bright that says there's no holiness is also true. How can it both be true? One's when you wrote in Hebrew letters. One's you write it in. In, in, in uh, English letters. Good. Amalai Abayah, so Abayah says, You want to claim that the Brighton, which says it's no good, is talking about English letters? Can't be. If so, why would we say that it's no good only because you wrote, you wrote, it says later on, it says you wrote the Aramaic and Hebrew, or the Hebrew and Aramaic. Even if I wrote Hebrew in Hebrew and I wrote Aramaic in Aramaic, it should still be no good if you wrote them in English letters. If I write Hebrew in English letters, of course it should be no good. If the whole bright is talking about Hebrew le- English letters, then why would I have to say it's only no good if you wrote the Aramaic words in Hebrew? What do you mean? So it's never good. Don't explain the answer to what you said. Let's explain that the Mishnah and the Brayta, which seems to be arguing whether or not English is holy or not, it's not two different cases, it's two different opinions. One was written by the Rabbanan, who hold that it's good in other language. Another one is Rashbag, who argues with, with them in the Mishnah. Right? Because in the Mishnah we said, only Greek. Right? Rashbag says only Greek. So the Brayta, which says you can do it in, you, that you can't do it in any language, is not holy. That's Rashbag, who says only Greek. And the Mishnah, which says you can do any other language, is the Chachamim, who disagree. That's what she said. Okay? Mother says, E Rashbag, Ha'ikah Yavanit. Mother says, It can't be talking about Rashbag. Because if the Mishnah is right, why did the, the, the Brightest so Rashbag, why did the Brightest say that it's not like written in any language? It should say it could be written in any language. It, it should say, if it's Rashbag was writing, it should say, it can't be written in any language unless it's Greek. Because he holds Greek's okay. So don't tell me the Brighton was written by him. Because if it was written by him, he would make an exception for Greek. And the Brighton doesn't bring him an exception for Greek. So don't tell me it's him. 
Right? You remember that? Yeah. Okay. Good. In the Mishnah, where we said it's okay, right? That's in Sifarim. The Brighton, which is not okay, is talking about Tiflim Mizot. Tiflim Mizot, you can't write another language. And, and regular Sifarim, you can. And therefore, talking about two different cases, and it's fine. Right? This is what my time of law. And the reason why it can't be by Tiflim Mizot, why can't it be another language? Because Pasuk says, Behayu. In Shema, it says, Behayu. It will be. It will be sounds like leave it the way it is. Don't change languages. But other Sifarim, where it doesn't say Behayu, you're allowed to speak another language. And that's now everything fits fine. So it's about. Oh, the Mara is asking another question. It mentioned in the Brighta that if you wrote the Torah part that's supposed to be written in Aramaic, in Hebrew, okay. right? No, it's no good. Or, or the other way around. If the Hebrew part that's supposed to be in Aramaic, you wrote, the part supposed to be in Hebrew, you wrote in Aramaic, no good, and the part in Aramaic supposed to be in Hebrew, no good. That's what the Brighton mentioned those cases. So we're asking, what part of the Torah is supposed to be in Aramaic? We understand what part is supposed to be Hebrew. Most of the Torah is written in Hebrew. But what part is supposed to be Aramaic that if you write it in Hebrew, it's no good? So it says the Gemara, there's two words in Aramaic in the Torah. The words are called Yigar Shahaduta. When, when Lavan and Yaakov are making a treaty with each other, they make a big pile of stones, and Yaakov calls it Gal-Ed, and Lavan calls it Yigar Shahaduta, that's Aramaic. So if you wrote Yigar Shahaduta and you wrote Gal-Ed, you're writing, or, or if you write that in Hebrew, that would be a, okay. no, it would be, that's what we're referring to, that, that's what would be no good. Because those, those are the Hebrew, those are the Aramaic words that you can't write in Hebrew, the ones that Lavan told Yaakov. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mara says, I'm sorry. The Gemara says, when it comes to Torah, you have those words, which are supposed to be Aramaic, and it's with Hebrew. But when it comes to Tiflin Mizot, what words would have been Aramaic? There's nothing in the Tiflin that would have been Aramaic. Gemara says, new thing. When the Brighton says it has to be written in the original language, it's talking about the Megillat Esther. And the Mishnah, which says it's okay, it's talking about the Sifarim. Megillat Maitama. Why does Megillah have to be in the own language? Because it says about it, Kichtavam B'chashanam, according to its word, according to its writing, and according to its language. Right? Which means you can't change it. It says, If we're talking about the Megillah, what words in the Megillah are supposed to be Aramaic? It says, it says, you will hear the decree of the king. Now, the word pitgam is an Aramaic word. And therefore, if you switch that to uh, a different Hebrew word, that would be no good. Another thing. It says that part of the Haman decree, it says that all the women will give honor to their husbands, right? Achashrush uh, was worried that, that Vashti is not listening to him. So what happens? So he called, he called uh, Haman. Haman says, we're going to kill Vashti, and this way all the women will give honor to their husbands. Right? Not, not the best shalabite to please guys, okay? What? Make them, Make them scared. But the word honor is written yikar. Yikar is Aramaic. So if you switch that to kavod, that would, you'd be switching Aramaic to 
Hebrew, which is Asur. Okay? So it says the Gemara. Another answer. Ki Tanya, when do we say in the bright that's no good? That's Ha'u Bashas, that's why others funny. For you, Bidai, it's going like a Bidai. The Tanya learns in the bright. The Tanya can only be written in Ashurit script, not in Ivri script. But the rabbi is allowed Greek. Mars says, How can you write it in Greek? It doesn't say it will be, which you can't change it. I'd rather switch it. The writer should say the following Sefarim could be written in any language. Rabbotenu and our rabbis, they allowed Greek. That can't make sense. If you say they allow, it sounds like it's Asur. Ela Emma's switch to bright again. Okay? Rabbotenu lohitiru shiktivu elvinit. The rabbis, meaning Rashbag, only allowed Greek. Vitani will learn to the brighter. Amar Behuda, Av Kishiru Rabbinavrit, even though the rabbis allowed Greek, lohitiru ela besefer Torah. They only allowed Greek in the Sefer Torah. They only allowed it because of the story of King Talmai. Now, what's the story of King Talmai? Listen closely. Okay? There's a story of a King Talmai. Okay? Now, Talmai was the king of the Seleucidic Greeks. After Alexander the Great died, the Greek empire was split into four parts. Two of the parts were the Syrian Greeks and the Egyptian Greeks. The Syrian Greeks had a king, and they called every king called Antiochus. It wasn't his name, but he used. The, that's like the, the name of the kingdom of the Syrian Greeks, based in Syria. Okay? The Egyptian Greeks were based in Alexandria, and they were called the, the, the kings were called Talmai. So one of the kings, Talmai, was, used to rule Eretz at the time, because Alexander had, had ruled it, and then he died. It became under the, uh, the, the Egyptian Greeks. And he gathered 72 zikinim, 72 rabbis, he put them in 72 houses. Imagine, he prepared, he built 72 houses, and he put 72 rabbis, each one in their own house. Talmai, right? Talmai, okay? Uh, in English, we call them Tolmi. Okay, in Hebrew, Talmai. Okay? And, Write for me in, in, uh, in Greek, the Torah of your servant Moshe. Of Moshe Rabbeinu, write it down. Okay. Till now, only Jews had the Torah. Now he wanted to translate in Aramaic. Okay. What? No, they didn't want him. Correct, but they, they had no choice. Hashem helped each one of them, and they all changed the same exact things. They they translated for him, but they didn't translate everything clearly. A few things that would have been troublesome, they all changed, and Hashem gave them all the same idea what to change. He was testing all of them, but Hashem worked out they all changed the same things. Okay? Vikato, they wrote, Elohim para bereshit. He said bereshit para Elohim, which sounds like there's something before Hashem. Bereshit created Hashem, it sounds like. So in order to change it, they said, Elohim, God, para, created bereshit in the beginning. This way, this way he doesn't mistake, you know, that anything was before God. They all changed those things. What else do they do? Instead of saying, Adam we will make man in our image, which sounds like there's more than one person, who made God, made man, says, I will make. We switch from we will make to I will make. Okay? 
Hashem said, we will make to show us humility. Like, even though you're doing the whole thing, uh, let's do it for you, right? It's like if, if like a guy brings his car to the car shop, right? And there's only one guy working there, right? So you could say, I'm going to take care of it for you. That's one thing. Or you could say, we'll take care of it for you. I'm taking care of it, but just a little more humble. Shem teaches humility. So Shem said, Nasi Adam, but, we, but the rabbis thought that, that the Greeks won't, won't understand that so, because the Greeks have a lot of gods. So they all switch it to Eze. Okay? I will do. Got it? They, 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 they slipped a few things that Hashem made that all 72 people thought of the same things. Okay? Right? It says, Hashem stopped on the sixth day and he rested on the seventh day. Right? Really, it says, They switched to and Hashem finished on Yom Shishi. Because we know Hashem finished on the seventh day, which means he finished exactly at the end. But they wouldn't say, oh, Hashem finished on the seventh day. That means, like, he worked on the seventh day. No, no, he didn't. Okay? Right? It says, He created them. They created them. Again, the same idea. No, as, listen, you have to understand, he put them in this house, and they're stuck there for weeks and weeks to translate the Torah. So as they're getting through each one, they're saying, well, if I, write, if I translate this... It's going to make trouble. So each one they switch, and Hashem worked it out that they all switch the same things. Okay? okay? They could have each got in trouble. How could he change it? Hashem didn't let him notice it. Okay? It says, Hava Let me go down, and I will change their languages. As both, again, that was plural. Hashem, made, they made it singular. It says, Vatitachek Sarah It says that when Sarah heard that she was going to have a baby, it says that she laughed at her insides. It switches it to that she laughed at her relatives. Okay. It really says that she, she left at her insides. But we don't want to, we don't want, later Hashem comes and he yells at Sarah and not Abraham. Right? Mm-hmm. Both Abraham and Sarah had left when they heard the news. Yes, it was what happened before. So we don't want Talmai to say, oh, how come Hashem only yelled at Sarah and not Abraham? So therefore, it says bekirovah, switched bekirba in her insides, which means that she did it privately. To bekirovah means she went to her relatives and she smoothed with them and she left with them. And therefore, it could be if you say it means relatives. So Talmai will say, "Oh, the reason why Hashem uh, Hashem yelled at Sarah and not Abraham is because she left publicly while Abraham left privately. Because we switched it to relatives. That's that's why they switched it. Okay." Next one. Kiba apam hargu shor ikru abus. It says in their anger they killed the shore, the ox. and with their will, they got rid of they got rid of the feeding trough. As opposed to what you say, they killed a man and they uprooted a a shore. Yeah. 
we didn't want, we didn't want them to say that Shimon and Levi are murderers. So we took out Hargu Ish. They, they killed a, a shore, not an Ish. Okay. It says, Pasuk says that he, that he took them on a hamor. That Moshe took his, wife, took his wife and kids put them on a hamor. But here, we said they put him on a carrier of men. What does that mean, a carrier of men? They didn't want to say, oh look, Moshe didn't, didn't have the money for a wagon, he had to put them on a donkey. So we say he put him on a carrier of men. What else? It says, It says that the, the way, the amount of time the Jews were in, in Mitzrayim, we say, our, our Mishnah, our, our Torah says, the amount of time the Jews are in Mitzrayim was 400 years. They added, the amount of time the Jews were in Mitzrayim and other lands was 400 years. Why they add in other lands? Because if you actually calculate, it comes out that there were only 210 years there. Right? So we don't want, we don't want them to say, what is, that? what is this? So we say Mitzrayim and other lands. Really, we're referring, the reason why it says 400 years in Mitzrayim is because we're counting from the birth of Yitzchak. Yeah. Right? But he's not going to figure that out. So therefore, we just tell him Mitzrayim and other lands 400 years. We add those words, and other lands. Okay? Good. Another one. It says that they send the Zatute Bnei Yisrael. Really, it says the, the kids of Bnei Yisrael. But the word Zatute is important people. And therefore, Moshe is sent to do a korban with the important people as opposed to the kids. Otherwise, they'll say, why are you sending kids to do a korban? Okay? Next. Hashem didn't hit the Zatuti, and that's the same idea. Okay. Next one. Flip the page. Moshe says, um... I didn't take the, the chamor of any of them, right? Now, Moshe says, I didn't take a chamor, but we don't, we don't want Talmud to say, oh, he says, I didn't, I didn't take the chamor, but he took other stuff. It sounds like Moshe took bribes, other stuff. He says, no. Lo chemed echad mehem I didn't take any one of their, their desired objects, which sounds like anything I didn't take. So they, they switched that. It says, Hashem otam lachem It says, This pasuk is referring to a pasuk that says not to idolatry. So it says, don't lift your eyes to, this, to the sky and you'll see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the armies of the heavens, and maybe you're going to turn and bow down to them. That Hashem gave them, Hashem gave them to all the nations. Now, the, we're afraid they're going to look at that pasuk and say, Oh, Hashem gave the other, the star and the moon to the other nations to bow down to. And therefore, the nations will pat themselves on the back and say, look, we're bowing down to the stars, but Hashem gave them to us to bow down to. So instead of writing, Asher Chalak, that Hashem gave them to the other nations, it sounds like the other nations could bow to them. Because we said, you don't bow to them, because I gave them to other nations. It sounds like the other nations can. So we're switching it to say, Asher Chalak, Hashem gave them to give light to the other nations. Uh, not not for the other nations as if they're supposed to bow to it. You following? Yeah, they make it like they're doing good. Right, right. No, no, no. We're saying he made them to give light. We add those words to give light. Okay? Uh-huh. Next. Pasuk says, 
they're going to go and serve other gods that I didn't command. That I didn't command. Now, that's the regular Pasuk. Other gods I didn't command. Now, others didn't command. It sounds like these gods I didn't command you to do. But there's other gods I told you yes to do. I told you to do other Avodah Zarah. So, no. We added the word all the time. I didn't command you to worship them. Okay? But there's no other gods. Okay? Interesting because the way it sounds like if a, if a boy learns Torah, it will be different, it will be way off. We're worried that the boy is going to mess up, yeah. Of course. Now, when it comes to all the Tame animals, there's three animals that have one split over, not, not two. It says, so it says, the one with short feet. It doesn't say the Arnevet, the rabbit. Uh, some say this ra- Arnevit is actually a llama. It says the short feet foot one and not the rabbit. Why? Or the llama. Because this guy's wife, Talmai's wife's name was Arnevit. So they took out the word Arnevit because they didn't want, he, they didn't want Talmai to get upset. Hey, you put my wife's name in the Torah? That's the other one they took out. Okay. Says the Gemara. Rashba Gomer, Rashba says, even other Sifarim could only be written in Greek. Says the Gemara. Rashba Gomer, even other Sifarim, they're only allowed to be written in Greek. Amar Abu, Amar Abiyokhan, Halakha Kirashbag, Halakha is like Rashbag that could only be written in Greek. Amar Abiyokhan, my Tamad Rashbag, what's the reason Rashbag? Amar Kalabasuk says, Yaft Ilhim Li Yafit, Hashem was good to Yafit. And he dwelled in the tents of Shem. Which means that the words of Yefet will be in the tent of Shem. Maybe it's Gomer or Magog. The reason why Greek is different is because Hashem will be good to Yefet. The Greeks are from Yefet. And therefore... The words of Yefet come to the tents of Shem. We're the Shem people. This is the tents of Shem. If we, we allow the Greek words to be read in our shuls, because the Svanim could be written in Greek, and we understand why Hashem promised Yefet, who was one of the three sons of Noach, Noach, Shem, Cham, Yefet. Hashem promised him, because you were so good, uh, Hashem will be good to Yefet. Because he was good, he didn't look at his father. Hashem will be good to you. What's good to you? That your Greek, language Greek will be allowed in the shuls. Okay? Why, why do we say only Greek? There's other things that come from Yefet. What about Gomer, Magog? Those are other nations that also come from Yefet. Why do we only mention Greeks? It says only the beauty one of Yefet will be in the house of Shem. The be- most beautiful language of the Yefet descendants is the Greek one. And that, that's why we only like Greek and no other language. Good? Okay. Okay. Next Mishnah. We'll do one more Mishnah. Okay? And Ben There's no difference between the, between the Kohen. Who, there's two, two types of Kohen Gadols. Some Kohen Gadols are Kohen Gadol because you put the Shem and Mishra on their forehead. Other Kohen Gadol could, could, could become a Kohen Gadol when you just wear the, the clothing. 
Okay, what's the difference? Ain't been mashuk b'chmal the marbeim again. There's no difference between the two. Ela par a except the special par which comes on kol mitzvot, which means the kohen gadol. If you only put on the clothes, then if he makes a mistake by telling the Jews to do the wrong thing, he doesn't have to bring a special korban that's brought down in Parshat, in Parshat Vayikra. He mentioned that if Kohen Gadol messes up, he has to bring the following korban. That's only Kohen Gadol who has the Shem Mishra. Okay, But otherwise, if it's just put on the clothes, he doesn't have to bring that korban. Everything else is the same, the Mishnah is saying. And Ben Kohen, Mishamesh, the Kohen There's no difference between a current Kohen Gadol and a past Kohen Gadol. Except that the part of the, if a Kohen retires, he doesn't bring the part, doesn't bring the, the, the special part that's supposed to be on Yom Kippur for the Kohen Gadol. And he doesn't bring the Asiri Tefah that the Kohen Gadol is supposed to bring every day. Those two things, your Patur, Kohen Gadol, when he retires, he doesn't bring those things. But every, all the other Kohen Gadol privileges apply to both a retired Kohen and a Kohen Gadol and a regular Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol can retire, and when he does, he gets he still continues all the privileges besides two, which two, bringing the special part on Kippur, and bringing the daily Asitefa Kohen Gadol sacrifice. Okay. Mar says, "Oh, they're all the same." Hal inyan pariyom Kippurim Asitefa Shavim. So it sounds like when it comes to bringing the part on Yom Kippur. Even a Kohen who didn't get the oil on him could still bring the part of Kippur because that one wasn't one of the separations. Okay. doesn't go like Kermer. Why? He says, even the guy who wears the new clothes could also bring the, the part of Komatswat. My time, why does Ramir say that he also could bring the bull of Olmetzot if he messes up? The Tanya, because it says, learned in the writer, it says, Mashuach. It says that he's anointed. And the Elamashuach, that's the only guy who got anointed. How do we know we could also include a guy who puts on clothes? The anointed, but the word the means even a regular guy. Even if you only put on the clothes, he has to bring it. That's where Meir included it, okay? Because he used the word Hamashuach. You're saying our Mishnah was not Remeir? How can you say that? I'll show you the end of the Mishnah. And that was written by Remeir, right? We just said that only Remeir is the rabbi who, who says that the Kohen Gadol, who is... The Kohen Gadol who mess, messes up, does not have to bring a parakomatzvot if he was not oiled, right? So that's against Remeir, because Remeir says that he does bring it. For instance, you're saying, Mishnah is not Remeir, I'll show you from the end of the Mishnah, Mishnah has to be Remeir, and therefore you can have a contradiction, because we said that at the beginning of the Mishnah can't be Remeir, because he would allow, and yet we're seeing that the end of the Mishnah must be Remeir, how do we see it says, There's no difference between a Kohen Gadol who's, who's retired and a not retired guy. Except for those two things. 
means for everything else, it's equal. That is your mayor. There's a machloket if when a Kohen um, gets pasulified, we put someone else in charge. Does the first one go back to being a regular Kohen Gadol? Or does the first one get knocked out now and now he's nothing? He's a not a Kohen Gadol, not a Kohen Gadol, he's a zero. So Remeir says he goes back. So you see that our Mishnah has to be Remeir. Because we're saying the only difference between a retired and not retired is two things. That means you do go back to become a regular Kohen Gadol. So if the same Mishnah is ran, then the, the, the beginning of Mishnah has to be Remeir too. Right? One time this rabbi called Yossi ben Ulam, he got pasulified, and they made someone else instead of him, and he, and he wanted to come back. Obama came in front of the rabbis, and they said, they said that Yossi goes back. But the second guy can't be a coin at all, because once he wore the eight, he can't wear the four, so now he's not a coin at all. He can't be acting like a coin at all. And Kohen Gadol, he can't go back to Kohen Gadol because otherwise he'll make jealousy. Mm-hmm. We can't make him Kohen Yot because we only go up in holiness. And therefore you can't, be, you can't go from being Kohen Gadol, Kohen Yot. And you can't be Kohen Gadol because we can't make the other first Kohen feel bad. And therefore we see that he can't be anything. So the Gemara wants to know. Oh, so, so according to this, Rabbi says you don't go back. But Ramirez says you do go back. So now, now since our Mishnah says there's no difference between the retired and the regular guy besides two things, that means you go back. So this, that Mishnah has to be written by Remeir. So what about the beginning of the Mishnah we said we can't be Remeir? So make up your mind, is the Mishnah Remeir or not Remeir? Says the Gemara, I'm Rav Chistain, yes. Reish Abunan, Vesefa, Rabbi Remeir. You're right, in this Mishnah, the beginning of the Mishnah was written by the Rabbanan, and the end is Remeir, at the answer number one. Rabbi Yosemar, Rabbi, he says, Rabbi, Vinesma, leave it to tonight. According to Biosi, he'll say, our Mishnah was written by Bibidan Nasi. He holds like Rebbeir in one part of the Mishnah and does not like Rebbeir in the Mishnah. But the author is Rebbe. Good?